Hello and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Britt Box. We talk about all things to do with your mental health, emotional well-being, how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. But of course, we're not doctors, so please don't confuse any of our advice for medical advice. And whilst we come at these things with a slightly more light-hearted perspective, uh, please don't think we trivialise any of the things we talk about, because we certainly don't. But because we come from a different perspective, we called the podcast Thinking Outside the Box. Brit. Hi, Tim. Hi. I think I did. Did I do a different intro? No. Did it, did it feel some, like I worded it differently? Sometimes you pause in different places and then I hear you trying to get back on track. Trying to remember what I was saying. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't as smooth today. I, I, I can't be bothered to do it again. Though. No, it's fine. It's Is it fine. fine? Is yeah, it good it's enough? fine. I mean, it I mean, I wasn't listening. But <laughs> <laughs> I never listen. And I just I wait for you to say with me, Tim, I'm like, oh, that's my cue. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Hey, you know what I've just noticed? What? Your lovely teeth. Oh, <laughs> Look at your cute smile with your newly aligned teeth. I know. So um, for those of you that follow me on socials and listen to our podcast um, in real time, if you will, um, I've had braces on for nearly five months. Five months? Yeah. That's raced, Bob. I know. And, um, and the braces came off yesterday. Uh, we're not finished yet. According to my dentist, lovely Dr. Lydia Sharples at Bespoke Smile, we are, and I quote, 70% of the way done. She did originally say 75%. Then she, she corrected herself. She went she? 75, no 70. And and it's that level of uh, meticulous, meticul- meticularity. It's not meticularity. I don't know what the <laughs> word is, but... Um, Meticulousness. I think that might be that it. That might be it. It's that level of, me- of meticulous care that I, uh, <laughs> that I enjoy. But yes, so um, I also currently have a retainer, but I have taken it out and it's in this little box next to me and I've taken it out while we do the podcast because I discovered this morning I cannot speak with it in yeah you do it is noticeable yes I, I'm talking slightly and you don't want to hear an hour of that so <laughs> it's, not, it's not quite that pronounced but yeah that's, that's the general gist of it yeah yes uh but anyway here we are Ch- uh, chapter chapter you it's because you've been reading I have been reading, been I've reading. Been, um, I don't do a lot of that so now it's, it's affected my vocabulary uh, <laughs> episode 25 25 the quarter century episode I mean okay sounds a bit grander for the <laughs> for what it is <laughs> but you know when you think about it that's like 25 well it's more than 25 weeks actually because we missed a couple of weeks yeah we've done we've done well we've yeah. done well who knows when my attention span will will die out but it's still there for at now any moment it could just <laughs> wane um but we've called so this one we've called barriers and boundaries subheading get out of your own way subheading what's the difference in those things <laughs> We couldn't really decide on the title. No. <laughs> Who knows what it's going to be called by the time Tim types it up and it, puts it, it out. It might be something completely different. People <laughs> might be listening to this thinking, what's uh, so it's called what? What's, uh, what if I, if I clicked on the wrong one? Um, perhaps we should just make up some sort of clickbait title. Uh, you won't believe what Brit and Tim said next. Exactly. That <laughs> controversial episode. Or I, hate, like that. I hate those. I hate that sort of stuff. See, when I do my YouTube videos, I'm always looking for something that's just clickbaity enough to get interest, but not so clickbaity that it doesn't actually represent the video. Because <laughs> I, I don't actually say anything controversial no, in my videos. We're so. not we're not those people, really, are we? No, I feel like sometimes I want to. And um, so my my friend Howard Cooper has a YouTube channel as well, and I feel like some of his are quite sort of confrontational, like <laughs> you know what you're doing wrong with it, you know things like that. And, and I feel like I, I try and be confrontational. Mm. It's not really me. No, no, you're too worried that someone will think something bad of you. Well, okay, can I just address that, right? <laughs> because <laughs> I'm it's actually, true. Well, no, I'm actually not worried about that, mm. but I'm just too nice a guy. Aww. You know, I'm, I'm there to help. I'm not there to challenge people in a way that upsets them. So what you're saying is Howard's not a nice guy. Well, that is the, I suppose we could infer that from that, couldn't I'm going to send this to Howard, because I know he's not listening normally. Uh, Howard listens every week. Howard does not listen to this. He's too busy playing with the Rubik's Cube. That's true. Or he's on his unicycle somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's the sort of friends I have. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody is shocked by this. Anyway, what are we talking about? Barriers and boundaries. So yes. this was sparked by a conversation. All of our episodes are sparked by a conversation we had, so I shouldn't really start <laughs> like that. But a very specific conversation because it was warm weather recently. Yes, it was. And you had your shorts on. As I usually do in the warmer weather. Exactly, but not always. No, and uh, so this all started because 
if you didn't know, if you haven't seen a photo of me, um, I'm fat. I just like to, I'll just point that out. Here, I, I would not call you fat. I would. Um, and, uh, but it doesn't matter because I don't see it as like, uh, it's not a negative thing, it's just a descriptive word. So oh, okay. I'm in the same way that I am short. Like I'm, I would call you short. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, and I don't, I don't care. Like I'm not, I'm really not one of those, those people who, who gives too much of a shit because like I'm, mm. I'm, I'm healthy and I work out. Not that any of this matters. Anyone can live any way they bloody want to, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm more than comfortable with myself yeah. anyway. So years ago I was, uh, and this is really funny actually. So I was a lot bigger than I am now. Um, but I, then I, I lost, uh, I lost some weight. I've put it back on because of pandemic, but, um, but I lost some weight, but I found in the interim when I lost a bit of weight, I was more self-conscious about myself than when I was bigger. Um, and I thought that was, that was quite interesting. And mm-hmm. it was in that time that I started wearing in the summer when it was really hot, like I was wearing three quarter length leggings and I would never wear vest tops. I would always have, you know, the little, the little pointless, if women are listening to this, the little pointless cardigan, you know, the sort I'm talking about, the little shawl bolero nonsense that it's just, what are you laughing at? Well, I just laughing because <laughs> being somebody who only really wears cardigans. <laughs> I feel, no, no, I feel no. Like it's, these, it's these little pointless ones that sort of sit just under your bra line um, mm. and they only exist to cover your arms. And every woman's oh, got yeah. one in her wardrobe and we don't know why we have It doesn't them. keep you warm at all. It doesn't keep you warm at all. <laughs> pointless. Um, so I would exist in those. Um, and then a few years passed and I kind of reached my 30s. My 30s was a big turning point for me, emotionally, physically, all kinds of ways. Mm. And um, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? It's hot. And I'm making myself hotter by not wearing clothes that are weather appropriate. Do you, do you think you that turning 30 thing, that was a moment when you started to concern yourself less with the judgment of others? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know... What, what do you put that down to? I put that down to, honestly, uh, the media make women over 30 feel invisible. Mm. Best I've got for you. Mm. You know, when you basically exist as either, you know... A youthful, wrinkle-free, you know, young yeah. woman, or your, you know, Glenn Close and Meryl Streep. Yeah, yeah. The bit in between, you kind of, you kind of, as I say, you become invisible, and that's just mm. bullshit. That's not true. Mm. So I basically just stopped caring. Um, I think is the best way I can put it. And I was like, I'm gonna wear what whatever I want, mm. and when it's hot, I'm going to wear strappy tops and shorts. Yeah. And lo and behold, the world did not stop turning. Mm. and nobody gave a shit. So it turned out all of the the demons um, that I thought were stopping me, the barriers and the boundaries, stopping Mm. me from wearing specific types of clothes, it turns out that they didn't exist. You know, they They were were just in your own mind. They were just in my own mind. So so I, you know, a few years ago, just started wearing what I want, and that was that. And I don't really think of it as anything radical, you know, no. we've said I said this before, and I got I got quite um, passionate about this in our confidence episode. But I just want to reiterate: wearing clothes of any kind does not make you brave. It mm. does not. You know, you don't have to summon courage to not cover your legs. Like I don't know, I find it baffling. Well, and, and yeah, it's worth it's worth saying here that. Mm. It is a huge fear for people, you which, know. Yeah, and, which... and, and, and I know you're not saying that to invalidate people's struggle. No, no, and, no. And the difficulties, and you're no, saying, I'm saying that it, if anything, to, to help, to them. empower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So, but this is the thing: everything that we regard as fearful, mm. to overcome it, 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 you know, ergo, we need courage to then face it. You know, yes. so, so, uh, but this is what you're saying, isn't it? That we don't need to place that importance on it and make this thing a fearful thing. Yes. Yeah. So the reason we wanted to do this, this particular, oh god, I can't talk even with. The retainer out with this particular episode of the podcast was I was just posting pictures on my social media of me living my life because that's what I tend to do yeah and I was receiving messages that I almost struggled to understand of people saying I'd love to wear stuff like that but I can't yeah yeah and, and I- there was no and no other explanation but I can't. It's as simple as that. And this is the thing. This is what sparked our conversation because I recognised instantly some of the responses you were getting were describing barriers and some were describing boundaries. And, and I, I guess, didn't know what the difference was. Well, this is the thing. So, uh, and, and to be fair, it's only something really that's crystallised in my thinking probably 
I mean, in the last 12 to 18 months in terms of, because I do this thing where I'm working with people and certain ideas will sort of fester for a little while and then we'll talk about it Mm. or I'll have a think about it and suddenly there'll be this moment of clarity where I'm like, oh, I can see what that means or I can understand that a bit better. And and it was a moment for me a while ago where I recognised, so here's the thing, right? You you got two very specific responses that that jumped out at me. You had people saying, Mm. um, so the the barrier response, as in there are barriers stopping me doing this, would be, it's hot today, I'd love to wear the shorts rather than the jeans, but I'm worried what people will think of me. Mm. Yeah, so that's a barrier there because you're saying I'm not wearing the shorts because I'm afraid to get my legs out because of judgment of others. Yes. Okay, that's okay. a very that's a, a belief there that stops you doing it. Yes. The boundary response mm. is it's hot today. God, I'm gonna be hot in those jeans in jeans. Right. You know, and what I mean is the con the concept of wearing the shorts isn't even, isn't even on the table. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this is this is what I get with people when I'm working with them. You'll get people who are I have barriers. Yes. But they'll recognise there is territory beyond that barrier. Right. Okay. And that's where they're trying to get to. There's greener grass. Yeah, exactly. There is somewhere I would like to go, but it's like saying, Oh, I'd like to travel to, I don't know, China, but my passport doesn't get me over the border. Yeah. I mean, it's a terrible passport then in that, in that case. <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I can't get access to that territory because I don't, the, the barrier there is blocking me. Right, I yeah. would need to get a, a visa to do that. I'd like yeah. to cross the river, but there is no bridge. Yeah, so you, so you could argue that what we're doing is trying to find our visa to get where we want to go. But Incredible. The person, the person that has <laughs> I'll tell boundaries. You what, I'd like to go somewhere. I'd like to leave, I'd like to go anywhere right now. Any, anywhere other than England. Anywhere other than England right now. I just need to get abroad. Oh, God. Well, we've had some nice weather, though. That's not bad, you know. I mean, it is literally torrentially raining outside right now. Yeah, that's true. That wasn't a great, that wasn't a great example, <laughs> was it? Um, but you know what I mean? So, But the boundary response is, I don't even, this is the whole map. Yeah. This is the whole, this is all the land there is, is, mm. is these, these. Is what I can see in front of exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's almost like we don't even perceive it as an option. Yeah. Like yeah. one of the responses I got said, um, really pleased you feel this way. I'll continue to sweat um, and overheat in leggings and jumpers. And I'm like, why? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? What's the... Also, I would just like to quickly jump in and say that the the response of, I'm scared what other people will think of me, Mm. I've got a great piece of advice that is going to blow your your noodle listening to this. (laughs) Okay? Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Nobody gives a shit. (laughs) Nobody cares. Nobody cares what you're doing, what you're wearing. And that might sound depressing, but it's actually incredibly liberating because if nobody gives a shit, you can do what you want. There you go. You don't need to. No. Well, okay. So, but, but this is the thing. You're, you come from a place where you, you did give a shit about what other people thought. You did think other people gave a shit. I thought they did. Yeah. It turns out they don't. Why, why was that? Why did I think they did? Yeah. Um, internalized fat phobia, misogyny, uh, upbringing. Um, conditioning behavior based on the media and the things presented to me by magazines and newspapers at an early age all of these things so you recognized Mm. what those barriers were made out of absolutely yeah and that's the first step i should say made out of rice paper you just Uh, kick right through this is this is exactly where we're going with this yeah (laughs) is that they are imagined barriers yes okay so i know that you actually had Mm. a very personal experience of somebody um like I don't know, hurling abuse at you. Oh, massively. I've had abuse hurled at me all my life. (laughs) This is the thing. When I say nobody gives a shit, I do mean that the majority of people don't give a shit. Mm. And sometimes you might be unlucky enough to encounter the 1%. Um, And uh, I had it. I remember I was walking through town and I was in my early 20s and I was actually wearing leggings. This is what makes me laugh even more. I wasn't even Mm. wearing shorts. I was wearing leggings. Mm. And some little shit, I think is the best way I can describe him, who should have been at school but wasn't, was sitting on a wall with his mates and I walked past and he said, Christ, look at the size of her thighs. And it's only now I think about it, he probably wanted them around his neck 
but he couldn't get them. <laughs> so he decided to uh, tell me about them, you know, and it, I'm really annoyed because it was only like days later. I wish I'd have turned around and said, well, your dad wasn't complaining last night, but I knew that... Uh, Brilliant. You had, <laughs> you had retrospective witty retort. Yes. And, yeah. and you know what? And, and ever since then, now, when the, ret- when the witty retort comes to my head, I just say it. Like, it's just that. Anyway. Normally, my wittiest retort is... Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all I've got, really. <laughs> but here's the thing. That did affect me at the time. It massively yes, did. It really, really did. But I either had to look at that in the cold light of day and say, okay, that was like a teenager. He was like a 12-year-old. Mm. And then it was like, okay, would I as a grown-ass woman, mm. go to that 12-year-old for advice. For, yes, for what should I wear today, please, Do 12-year-old? I, yeah, would I go to them and ask their opinion on genuinely serious matters in my life? Yeah, yeah. And believe it or not, the answer's no. But this, this is exactly it. But mm. there's going to be people listening to this saying, well, you know what, I've had experiences of people vocalising mm. um, kind of a, a lack of appreciation, you know, yeah. or, or negative thoughts. And... And that tends to be where it comes from. A bit of you learns, mm. oh, I, I can't do that because mm. that opens me up to a negative experience. Mm. And there's a bit of you then that says, right, my job is to protect us from that negative experience. So the next time you think I shall wear these revealing, this revealing yeah, outfit yeah, yeah. or the short, you know, then that bit says, no, no, hang on. Remember, mm. that leaves us open mm. for, for, you know, less than positive experiences. I remember I was wearing a dress once and I wear bright coloured tights, snag tights, not an mm. ad, just very good. Um, and, and I was wearing bright coloured tights and someone, it was an, an older woman, <laughs> and she was sitting opposite me in the coffee shop. And I heard her say to her friend, well, those tights are far too loud. Mm. And it's like, and this is the thing. And, and I laughed at that. Like, mm. I, I laughed quite loudly so she could hear me mm. as well because it was like, mm. I find your response comical. Yeah. So it's like, but if you listen to these people, then you'll end up, you know, just small and shied away, wearing dark, completely covered things for the rest of your life based on other people's issues with it that are not your own to well, take well, on. This is the thing. I think it's really valuable mm. to bring forward into our conscious awareness the origins of these thoughts mm. because it wouldn't it doesn't take us long then to work out well hang on that was a 12 year old yes uh, or that's an old lady who i know wouldn't wear this color because it would be weird if you did you know there's... oh i'll be that old lady wearing that color you know, that's <laughs> damn certain. but this is it there's reasons why mm. that comment came your way at that time in that situation yes and that enables us to look at that and say well I know why that doesn't apply. I know why I don't need to base any of my future strategies on that particular experience. Yes. Yeah. And if we're just going flatly, that was unpleasant, let's stay away from it. It's like, it's what I refer to as the broadest strategy, Hmm. which is where your mind comes up with a response to it, but it's a shit one, (laughs) which is I'll just avoid anything like that in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? But our mind does that. Don't get me wrong. It likes to generalise. It likes kind of Mm. sweeping general rules that it can operate on. Well, it makes it easier, doesn't it? Exactly. It gives us less things to think about and process consciously. Mm. Okay. So, um, but but this is what we're here to do in this this podcast is Mm. say, well, hang on a minute. Where have those ideas come from? Because it doesn't take much Mm. for a barrier when it's been there a while to suddenly turn into... A boundary, right? As in, we no longer perceive the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things. I tell you that what the um, what's symptomatic of that is where people say something like, "Well, I don't do that. I won't be doing that." Yes. And they're no longer doing that processing of should I do that or should I not do it? Mm, no, I won't. They're just saying I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and that point, well, well, I don't wear shorts. Well, yeah. I, I don't, I don't do this. I don't go in the water. I don't, I don't go to the social event. I don't. You know, it's like mm. there's there's loads of things that we just then have had it there for so long. It's just now our new map of reality. Yes. And we cannot venture. We don't even conceptualize venturing beyond it. So I think I think I've said this in in the podcast before, but I'm going to refer back to it. Um, <laughs> The tube map, the London Underground map that yes. was made. Yeah. Do you know what? Just as soon as you said tube, I was like, tubes. I thought just like like tubes. I don't know. I didn't think of the underground then. I thought of like, the, the, yeah, the, the you tube. know, like brightly coloured plastic tubes. You're thinking lightsabers again, aren't you? That's Probably. that's what I think you're going for <laughs> <laughs> instantly. Um, yeah, no, the, the London Underground map that they created basically so that people who suffered like social anxiety or agoraphobia or yes. things like that, they could navigate their way around the London Underground without having to go underground too often or, or in busy stations. too long, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And so so it told you when you were underground and overground and it Wandering allowed you... Free. <laughs> that was the third category. 
overground underground. There was there was only a limited number of stations where you could be wombling free. I think it was Wimbledon. just Wimbledon. <laughs> so Wimbledon Common. <laughs> oh God, how do we explain this if, if you're listening to this not in England? Um, Wom- uh, the yeah, Wombles. Wombles. The Wombles. They were they were little animated characters. They live on Wimbledon Common. They pick up the rubbish and. They have strange conversations. And they're wombling through. And the little furry chaps. And they were number one in the 70s. Which is insane. Anyway. Which is insane. Um, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, let so... me know if you got the, if you got the, the wobble <laughs> reference there. <laughs> but yeah, the tube map. So, yeah. But this is what we do. We have certain things that we regard as barriers. And then we, we kind of, in our mind, we've, we've cordoned those areas off. Yes. And like, oh, I can't go there. I can't engage in that. I can't do that. So I have to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, of course, when it's been there for a while, those stations drop off the map. They, they might as well not be there because we can't we can't go to those stations. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, doing yeah. the and the tube analogy. Yes, rather fine. Than, that's am yeah, I mixing my metaphors a, a bit? A little bit. Um, I'll be talking about a ship next, and then oh don't. my god, yeah. Um, Leave the ship out of it for five minutes. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm sorry, it's just uh, it's in there now. I'm surprised you haven't got a ship tattoo. I think that should be your next one. My sh- a ship tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, I could get a ship tattoo. Like one of those. Like yeah, but what ship, ship would I have? Like that ship. I'm, I'm pointing to a shelf. Brilliant. This is a great podcast content here. Pointing at something. No, like an old ship. You know, like an old. Like, like a galleon. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a pirate. Like in yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. The Black Pearl. Yeah, sort of. You may be, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, yeah, I could do a ship tattoo. Maybe um, I'll just talk to Lizzie. Oh, before she, before she ventures away. Oh, yeah, a tattoo artist moving away. It's a, selfish. It's a, it's a difficult moment it's for us. It's incredibly selfish. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so, the, and this is, this is what I want to talk about. So, for example, yeah, mm. I, was, I was thinking about... Um, my social anxiety that mm. I used to suffer. And yeah. there was a point where it was like, I just don't do that. Yeah, so so yeah. originally it started out, I would be in a group of people and I'd have a negative experience. Like yeah. somebody would take the, the mick out of me. I went to grammar school, right? And I'm not just saying that to sound clever. Yeah, I went to grammar school. He said, pushing his glasses further up his nose. <laughs> um, the bridge of his nose, not actually his nostril. And our culture seemed to be you had to take the piss out of each other. Like, that was really Is that not just British culture in general, though? Well, I don't, but it wasn't like lad culture. It was like, no. wait, 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 wait. It was like, <laughs> I don't know. We, I think we thought we had to be like Monty Python and uh, be like intellectual and abstract and intelligent in our put-downs and things like that. And it was just, it, I wasn't that good at it, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I, well, you've just told me that your response was, <laughs> so I'm not... <laughs> I'm not which, surprised. Which now I think is like a self-aware, postmodern, <laughs> quite intellectual retort. Because I'll say things and you'll take the piss that I've come up with something quickly. And you're like, oh, you're so quick, can't you? You're so witty. That's what my mum always says about you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Brit, you're so quick. You're, you're quick wit, Brit. But I think that as well, actually. I just don't yeah. say it because I feel like I'll just sound old. Like, oh, look at her thinking of something quick off the cuff like that. Because it gets me, it gets me on my nerves, it does. <laughs> Look, because I'm quick to take the piss out of things. That's all it is. It's, it's a it's a fearsomely good quality you have there. Much, thank yeah. you. I just such a shame I'm on the receiving end so often. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get on with this. Um, yeah, but th- this is the thing. So it was it started out as don't go into that crowd of people because they'll take the piss out of you. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. won't know what to say, and you feel stupid, and then you'll wander my, off. My social anxiety was. Don't go into that crowd of people. You don't like any of them. <laughs> you don't like people, do you? Yeah. But, that, but then I, this is the thing. I feel that's a little bit further down the line. That wasn't like I was born. I looked at people and thought, no, not for me. It was, you had experiences that were unpleasant, yeah? And then, of course, it becomes, it no longer becomes, I won't go into that group of people because there's a couple of people there I don't like and they don't mm. like me. It becomes, oh, groups of people, I don't do that. Yes. And, yeah, and you know yeah, what? Yeah. And you've detached yourself from the reason behind it. Mm. And it wasn't until I reattached myself to the reason, mm. as in, I don't go into groups of people because they might take the piss out of me, they might judge me harshly, yes. and that would be bad for me. Yeah. Because when I was at school, being judged harshly, you know, you've got that little microcosm. It's not mm. like a it's not like a real world, it's just like a you know, you've got 30 people in your class, you've got hundred people in your year, yeah. you've got a few hundred people in the school, and you have a limited amount of people that you have the option of hanging out with. Mm. So if they're all taking the piss out of you, <laughs> I make me sound like I don't like I was wearing a, a clown's outfit or something like that, but I really wasn't. Um, it was just a regulation school uniform. Do you know, I, I, ma- I maintain the people that say that school days were the best days of their life, but I don't trust those people. No, I I'm find like, that You weird. didn't peak. You didn't peak after 16, you peaked. That was that it. Was there. Yeah? yeah, those were the best days. Yeah, I don't trust those people. And yeah. people that, you know, just their only, their only friends are their 
are their school friends. Like, I don't mean just people who have school friends. Because obviously, I speak to people from school. Yeah, yeah. Like, Kira went to school with her. Love her, love her to yeah. bits. But people whose only friends are their school friends. You don't because trust like, them, do you? I don't. I'm like, well, you haven't grown. You haven't changed. You haven't moved on. I, I, I just think you haven't looked further afield, have you? You know what I mean? It's like you've probably not left your hometown, he said, living vaguely around <laughs> his hometown area. I'm nowhere near my hometown. All right, Canadian. <laughs> You're so, honestly, if I ask, can I go a day? Can I go one single solitary day? 24 tiny little hours without you mentioning the fact you're Canadian. Well, I was talking about how I was Norwegian upstairs. You were, so. yeah. We were talking about the possibility of going on a Norwegian retreat when, when everything opens up. And I am, I am part Norwegian. 2%. So, yes, Your DNA is 2%. You'll get to Norway and you'll get off the plane and you'll be like, oh, back home at last. I feel it I in my feel, soul. I can feel the spirits of my ancestors coursing through Look, my veins. Look, when I got my DNA stuff and it was 2% Norwegian, I was like, that's interesting. And you said, well, everyone in Anglo-Saxon's got a bit of Norwegian. And then yours came through. What was it? 99.2% English? Plumpstead, I think, was where all of my, uh, my you DNA... You had nothing else. Look, I just feel... Mine, mean... was, mine was a full page and yours was a sentence. <laughs> no, I feel like probably what happened was when I was gobbing into that tube to do the DNA <laughs> test, the bits of me that were like slightly exotic. more exotic yeah, and uh, cosmopolitan... I they I, they didn't go there out. There's none of you that is exotic or cosmopolitan. Mine had like how many? Mine had like I don't know. Was it ten countries? I think it was ten countries over. Oh right, I'm God. just saying. Well, no, Mrs. International. Well, all it just means is that I'm the 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 child, the granddaughter, and the great granddaughter of just immigrants everywhere. So, and I myself yeah, I am an immigrant. Yeah, there, I suppose there is that way of looking at it, isn't it? Yeah, mm. let's, let's get you out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> I have paperwork. You can't do anything. Carry on. Well, not legally, no. <laughs> Don't <laughs> tell Pretty Patel for Christ's sake. Well, exactly. Um, and it's not going to politics. Let's not go into politics. <laughs> um, what the hell are we talking about? I have no idea. I think we it. were here. No, we weren't. I was down here. Also, we're pointing at notes on my page. You were talking yeah. about your school and that there was a culture oh, of taking the piss. Yeah, yeah. So that, and, and that was the thing. So it, in that situation, it mm. did matter what other people thought of me. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, there was going to be repercussions if everyone rejected me. Yeah, so, yeah. so and when I thought I can't, get to this phase where I can be liked by everyone, yeah. I'll just hide then, you know, because mm. it's better to not be noticed than to be noticed in a bad way. Well, like that and awful Japanese proverb that I despise. What's that one? The nail that sticks out gets hammered down. I mean, that's a terrible... That's a Japanese... That's like, they say that. Like, that's a proverb. And I'm like... I, I feel like it, it's, it's useful for reinforcing communism, but I, I don't <laughs> think it's any, any other use for it. Yeah. Um, but, Japanese... but yeah, so... Um, you, I'm questioning. It was. It's a proverb. I can't remember where it's from. I'll. I should have researched that. Carry on. That's okay. You don't have to research everything or anything. In fact, as it turns out. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, but then when I I had to reconnect with why mm. I was avoiding people, yes. crowds of people. Yeah. And then when I realised, oh yeah, that was because certain type of people, a, a certain situation where I couldn't just decide to walk away from it because it was school. I had to be there every day. Yeah. Um, and then a certain version of me yeah. as well. And so much had changed that I was able to reconnect with the, the reason behind the barrier. Yes. Yeah, and then move beyond that barrier as a result of that. It was mm. like I managed to invalidate the reason it was there. Mm. So there's, there is, um, whenever I think about this, I think about um, somebody that I had on one of my original workshops way back in the day. <laughs> um, and they came to deal with public speaking anxiety. Mm. And the thing they were saying was, oh, I feel nervous when I speak in public. But what they were actually describing was, so you need to do those networking things where yeah. you get 60 seconds each. Yes. And then somebody will say, so we're going to hear from John now. And after John, it's going to be Fred. Mm. And, and so imagine this was Fred that was on the workshop. Yes. Yeah. So while John's speaking for 60 seconds, Fred is now getting nauseous. And about halfway through John's presentation, Fred needs to leave the room and throw up in the toilet <laughs> because he's that nervous, you know. So we, we had a real visceral response to it. And when we kind of started to say, well, why are you worried about it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he said, well, I'm really, really bad at public speaking. Oh, interesting. And, he, and his mind was saying, if you stand up to present your business, because you're so bad at public speaking, people will get the idea you're no good at your business either. They'll judge your quality of public speaking and say, yeah. obviously, that's how he does his job. And, and it would be bad for him. Yeah. So there was yeah, a reason yeah. behind it. But ultimately, we needed to kind of 
reconnect with his ability just to talk to people because yes. he, he was quite good at talking about his business. Because that's all it is at the end of the day. It's just it's just talking. Talk but speaking, yeah. little little did Fred know that nobody at networking is listening to what you're saying anyway. That's very true. But anyway, let's let's skirt over that. That could have been another insight I could have given him there. Fred, mate, no one's listening. No one yeah. No one at networking's listening. That's why I left networking. That would probably that wouldn't so much encourage him to do public speaking as discourage him from attending networking events though, wouldn't it? That was my whole job before I left networking. <laughs> to discourage people from networking. Brilliant, you shouldn't be him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were the one that went and sat down at the table when everyone else was open networking, as we say, chatting. Yeah, I'd, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd tell the story, but it would have to be redacted, so carry on. Brilliant. Um, it would be. I'd have to edit it out or beep it. Or Maybe we should do a live show, and then I can just say whatever I want. Are you, what, you can do that on live shows, can you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that, so the point was there that when he, when his mind was able to say, well, actually, I, I'm, I'm quite good at talking to people. Yes. Yeah. And his experience was of standing up for the first time. Oh, it's new. I'm not very good at doing this. Look at yeah. everyone looking at me. Might have even had experiences at school where yes. he'd, where he'd been kind of he'd, he'd made a fool of himself or something because we all have that kind of experience where we feel a little bit exposed. We're asked to read out in front of the class. We've not done it before. I've got to speak up. I've got to read in front of, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there was a bit of him that said, "I'm no good at public speaking, so that's going to be a bad experience." Mm. So the fear that he was experiencing was his mind saying, "Don't do that. You'll yeah. come a cropper. You don't do that." Exactly. So yeah. when we were dealing with it on the workshop, we basically had to get that message in there that you know what, you're good at talking to people, and so you you mm. actually will be okay. He said to me like about a month later, he said, "You know what? The first time after that workshop when I did public speaking." Um, it was really good. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, as nervous. Mm. And he said, funny thing is, I'm actually quite good at it. <laughs> and it turns Amazing. out the only, the only reason he wasn't good at it was because he felt sick every time when he was trying to do it. Well, that's going to hinder you. Well, it is exactly. I yeah. think, yeah, if I was, if I felt like I was literally going to vomit as soon as I opened my mouth, <laughs> I don't think I'd be great at public speaking either. You know what I mean? No. Um, and I think that was, that was the point there that he'd, he had this assumption about the experience and his mind was creating an aversion to it. Mm. So sometimes we just got to challenge it, update the map of reality. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, it's like someone messaged me, not to go back to, you know, clothing, because I know that sounds quite superficial, but it's something that I talk about a lot in my stories. Mm. But I had someone message me saying that for the first time ever this year, they'd bought a swimsuit. Yeah. But they didn't own a swimsuit. Yeah. So anytime there was like an opportunity to go swimming or to get in the water, which you know I will jump headfirst in, like, yes, please, thank you. <laughs> like, it was, oh, I can't go swimming. Yeah. Because I, and then a physical barrier, like because I don't have a swimsuit. Yeah, right. And, and it was the stopping them buying the swimsuit that was sort of emotional. And it was like, oh, just mm. buy one, and yeah. then you can. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's do you know what I mean? Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think as well. What I've noticed is that so I don't I don't tend to see people to talk about boundaries. No. Because there, there's this journey of change thing that I always refer to, where. By the time they've reached me hmm. and they're sitting in a room with me, the journey of change is, isn't isn't like at stop one. You know, yeah. it's, it's like ten stops along. Yes. Yeah, we're we're almost at the very finish line of that change because yeah, yeah. they've kind of recognised they've got something they want to change, realised it. it might be possible to change, looked into various methods, looked at various people doing various methods, yes. and decided now to take action on it. Yes, and so they've they've gone all this journey. When and that's because we see barriers. Mm. We see there's somewhere I want to be, and there's this thing in the way of it. This mm. belief, yeah. What happens is boundaries. People don't even realise there's any territory beyond their limitations, no. so they're not even contemplating change. Is that I mean? like so? Um, I do yoga most mornings, and mm. I do videos yoga with Adrian. She's great. Uh, if you if you want to get into yoga, highly recommend checking her YouTube videos out. Mm-hmm. And before it starts, like a lot of the time, she'll say. Um, you're here, you've carved out this time for yourself, mm. the hardest part is just sitting on the mat. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so for me, I know, when I get up in the morning, I know I'm going to do yoga. Yeah. Even though I'll be like, oh, I can't be bothered. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. I know, I, I know I'm going to do it. So for me to like get up, shower, get changed, roll the mat out, move the, the mm. carpet out of the way and actually sit there, like yeah. all those things had to happen first. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at any one of those points, I could have said... No. no, not today, not today, yeah. not today. But I actually, I got through all of that and then and I sat there. So it's like the hardest part is showing up. Yeah, exactly. Because there has to be something we're setting our, our goal towards. You know mm. what I mean? Um, the, thing, the thing that I get with people, occasionally, okay, so I do stumble across boundaries sometimes. Not that they're there to say, right, this thing that I don't perceive I can do, I want you to help me do it. Yes. It's like, I think I, I should be able to do it, but for some reason I can't. Yeah. yeah. Um, but sometimes I do stumble across them. So the classic one that I get, people will come to me and they'll say, um, right, Tim, I want you to help me manage my panic attacks better. And 
So I'm sitting there and I'm like, wouldn't you rather just not have panic attacks? <laughs> wouldn't you just not have them, you know? Yeah. And they'll do that thing of, oh, well, obviously that would be amazing, but it's not ah, like it's, it's, it's connected. Yeah, it's, it's not, not connected as, as something they could do because, oh, I have a panic disorder or I'm that person that has panic attacks. And when they, you know, that... Co- the have funny thing had, is, well, have you ever had a panic attack? Uh, not a full-on one in terms of a I can't breathe. Yeah, I've had anxiety attacks, okay. which are slightly different. We, we should do another podcast on that. I think what the difference between panic and anxiety. And yeah, 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 possibly. But because I mean, anxiety attacks tend to be like prolonged states of anxiety where we're fixating. Panic attacks is oh, I'm going to die. I can't breathe. That think, sort of. Thing. Think about both. Yeah, I, I think, think you probably both. have actually. I think about both. You've seen me. I've a, <laughs> a few. I mean, I remember. Yeah, I remember the when you lost your Disney annual pass. No, no, right, <laughs> shut up. No, that's very different. That's how dare you? You say that's the audacity. Very different. The audacity. Yeah, okay. How dare you? <laughs> Carry on with your little story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not attempting to trivialise. Do you know what? Because it sounds like you are. No, I can only say the truth. <laughs> what are you gonna, what's next on your notebook? I'm not talking to you now. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> you can talk to yourself. The, for the, the next other, half an hour. the other classic boundary um, is people that are dealing with depression yes. or anxiety disorders or things like that where they've been diagnosed and mm. now they're not their mind isn't really attempting to operate outside the bounds of their diagnosis yeah. oh it's genetic oh it's you know it's hereditary or something like that because of my xyz yeah exactly yeah. and and that's the thing we often get presented with those sorts of uh, issues yes. as if they are beyond our control and mm. as a result there is no territory outside of mm. depression yeah mm. um and i know that you you would given this kind of diagnosis yourself at one point you know oh that i'd, I'd be depressed for the rest of my life yeah that's yeah what <laughs> but the, the thing, simple fact is this is why oftentimes boundaries are quite flimsy yes and what i mean by that is we haven't a lot of the time conceived of the idea there's anything beyond there and we haven't even looked as a result of it so when we do we realize this isn't a brick wall mm. this is like a piece of paper with a brick wall drawn on it you know it literally could be batted out the way when we realize there's more territory beyond there it's like that um that wall hanging of the red bricks for the platform nine and three quarters that we were looking at getting for the harry potter party we had yes, yes. it's literally it's just a bit of paper yeah and that's the thing that it's, it's wonderful when we realize this yeah you know when we discover something about the world that we didn't know um, and, and the only reason we haven't discovered it is because we haven't looked for it. Mm. Yeah. And, mm. and I think a lot of times in life we are discouraged from looking beyond our boundaries. Yeah, because as we've, we've said this before, and I know we have, but it's that, it's that culture, especially in this country, I've noticed that's different mm. from like other countries, uh, is that thing of, you know, oh, don't go above your station. Who do you yeah. think you are? This, that and the other. And I hate that. I hate yeah, it. Yeah. This is why it's so difficult to... monetarily speaking, Mm. earn more than you're used to having. Yes, absolutely. I completely understand that. Yeah, we have a certain level we perceive ourselves to be at in terms of our, I don't know, I hesitate to say class, because I don't think it's... No, I know what you mean. Um, Sort of, yeah, we put ourselves in these boxes. I can remember when I was working loads of temp jobs, because I've had a Mm. lot of jobs in my short little life. Um, And I was looking at temp jobs. And I, because you could search by whatever, whatever, um, like filter you wanted to and I was searching for a certain amount of money that I thought I was worth and I was only applying for jobs that paid that certain amount of money which is ridiculous we limit ourselves don't we yeah Yeah, it's like the uh, the story of the training fleas how to jump oh yes Um, yes I I was told I don't know if this is true or not but the story (laughs) I was told I really like the story (laughs) I'm not sure it sounds true it doesn't sound true (laughs) so back in the vaudevillian times (laughs) when you have travelling flea circuses uh, and you actually had before fleas. TV. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't. You know, flea circuses were just mechanized little little things, weren't they? Like yeah. a wheel going around. But anyway, the idea is that um, when you got fleas that you train to do things, <laughs> they have to like not jump out of the of the box that yes. they're in. Um, so when you're training your fleas, you put a glass ceiling on the. It's box. a glass box, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's. Certainly the ceiling. Oh, yeah. um, that's why I said glass ceiling. The, the, you put a glass ceiling on it so that if they jump too high, they'll bump their little heads, their little flea heads. Um, <laughs> please have heads. And then when they go to the performance, of course, the glass ceiling isn't there. And everyone's like, look, the fleas, they just jump within the confines of the box. And, and, then, and then just before fleas, like, right, guys, five minutes till showtime. You know the drill. We don't <laughs> jump too high. We don't get hurt. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the kind of pep talk they're going, they're going for. Um, but then, yeah, so you get, you get taught that if you try and jump too high, you'll hurt yourself. And now, that's what I find really funny. So we've spoken about this before, but I was never given that information. 
No, you wasn't, was you? I You're, was never yeah. given that. So when you were talking about going to school and not wanting to get, not wanting to stand out and this, that, and the other, yeah. I thought back to the last year of my primary school. Right. Right. And genuinely, in the last year of my primary school, I. <laughs> so I used to sing. You may know this. I used to be a singer. I'm all right. I don't sing anymore. Anyway. You got a voice of an angel. Oh, thank you. A fallen angel. Um. <laughs> so I. So you sing. Um. So in the last year of school. So a a. Right, I was I was a chubby kid anyway. Right, right. fine. So I'm going to stand out. Chubby kids tend to do that. Mm. Uh, B, because I was a chubby kid, I was a funny kid because that is also what That's happened. Your defense. That was my defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. So again, I stood out. Uh, three or C, I can't remember what I've done. Um, <laughs> I had I had really long hair, like super long hair down to my bum. Oh. It was always like either in a plait or like you know. So again, stood out. Then I recorded an album, nice. as you do. Um, and then, for some unbeknownst reason to me that I'll never be able to ask her now because she's dead, my mum decided that um, she would bring the CD in and my head teacher at the time, Mr Hayward, who was lovely, decided to just gather everyone in the school Amazing. and would and played my CD over, oh. over lunchtime or whatever. And again, yeah, kids massively took the piss out of me. Did I care? No. I was like, yeah, listen to how good I am. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then also that year, I won a competition <laughs> where I won... Uh, 4,444 bags of crisps. Um, <sighs> it was actually, I say crisps, it was cheesy popcorn. It's a long story. It was a thing oh back in the day. It was actually quite nice. But 4,000 bags of it was not. Um, so I brought them into school and I was just, and they would get handed out to everyone at every lunch break and, and dinner sort of thing. So I was the very opposite of <laughs> not standing out. Have you, have you seen uh, Tim Burton's original Batman film? <laughs> at some point, the Joker goes through the streets of Gotham throwing money into the street from the top of his car. And that's how I just imagine you with, <laughs> with your, crisp, your cheesy, with popcorn. cheesy popcorn. Do you know, it was probably, if anyone's listening who went to my old school, it was exactly how it was. So I was, I was the very epitome of, of, of not hiding. But yeah. again, I had the piss taken out of me. Yeah. Christ, I had the piss taken out of me. I was bullied. I was, I was all that. But it didn't, it didn't make me hide away. If anything, it made me louder because mm. I was like, oh, okay, people are listening to what I'm saying. I'll keep saying it. Yeah, you know, this is really I interesting. Just... I had a very similar conversation recently with uh, my friend Anthony Gitch, who is yes. a control practitioner in Seattle. Seattle. Which is near Canada, I believe. It is. He's, you know not what? Not too um, far from Canada. So we used to get the, the boat from uh, Victoria, which is where I'm from. It's an island, um, down to Seattle. Because I believe the boat to Seattle was a shorter time than the boat to the Canadian mainland. So there you go. There you go. A nice little Canadian anecdote. (laughs) As if we hadn't had enough already. Shut up. Carry on. And Anthony is a really great hypnotherapist, really great practitioner. And he was, we were talking about certain insights we give to clients. And um, I was talking about, you know, that that idea that at school we're encouraged to kind of fit in because that's our survival Mm. strategy when we can't. And he was like, what? That's my best Anthony Gitch impression again. Um, and he was just like amazed. He was like, no, no, in, in the States, mm. we're like, you know, stand out, be, you know, yeah, yeah. Ex- succeed, all that sort of thing. They have a slightly different culture. And I do think there is a slight cultural problem in the UK. Maybe that's where I get it from, because I'm Canadian, but maybe that's... Well, I don't you know. were in Canada until you were eight. Yeah. yeah. A lot of your formative years. Mm. I mean, most of our strategies... Mm are in place at mm. that age because we're sponging up information even before we're talking. Yeah, yeah even before yeah. people are actively teaching us, yes. we're taking in information. Mm. Yeah. And also the fact that your mum was very much do what you want. Yeah. That kind of thing. That's <laughs> not in like a neglected, not in like a, you know, go out and play with wire and come back later. Not in that kind of way. <laughs> but in a nobody can tell you you can't do it exactly yeah yeah and and so she didn't put any boundaries on you just because she wasn't living a life of boundaries no no. and and again it is what we learn um Mm. and a lot of our barriers we will find their origins in our childhood Mm. i mean i say a lot you you could make an argument that all of them are in some way going to originate from our early childhood experiences exactly i mean another reason i'm not having children i can't be dealing with in 18 years a child is in a therapist session talking about me that's true and <laughs> yeah i couldn't bear that burden of no. <laughs> i shouldn't be responsible for that kind of stuff <laughs> i feel like uh one of our children would be in therapy saying don't get me wrong my parents were great but <laughs> and but then why, but why the did mis- they call me anakin <laughs> well exactly <laughs> Exactly. Why did they send me to school dressed as Captain America? And it wasn't even costume day or no. book day. Um, I think I think what would more, more scar the child is calling it Anakin. 
Yeah, because actually Anakin turns out to be like the most evil man in the I mean, universe. I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Star Wars, but Darth Vader is, is Luke Skywalker's father, so... Second Star Wars reference today. Is it? Mm, but yeah, so, you know... But Anakin's a great name. I don't think it is. I think it's a great name. Because then he's going to be called Annie, which is no problem. I'm not saying, oh, he's going to be like a girl. <laughs> I'm just saying Annie's just like... I don't know. I feel like Anakin Box. Are you serious? Are you not Anakin Box? I mean, a child is. I'm never having one. But you know, Anakin Box. That'd be great. I thought if it was a boy, we were going to call it Duke. What Duke Box? Yeah. Or Pandora? Another reason. We're too irresponsible. Carry on. <laughs> we would have to give them comedy names. You know, it would just uh, Jack. Jack Box. Middle name Inner. Inner. <laughs> um, Oh, this is this could be a whole podcast as well. I feel <laughs> potential names of our imagi- imaginary never to be never to children. be made children. Yeah. Um, anyway, so barriers. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Yes. Um, I've got a note here. I want to talk about what I refer to as the most painful barrier. Okay. Because a lot of times there are barriers of circumstance as well. Okay. And I think it's important to recognise when we perceive a barrier to be of circumstance, but it's actually another imagined barrier. Yes, right, yeah. with you. Yeah, so a yeah. lot of times people will say, well, I can't do that because of this or that, you know, mm. and we end up sort of taking that role of victim in our story yeah, because, yeah. oh, it's like that because of Because that. of this, yeah. yeah. Um, the, so I had, this is a very long time ago, I did a workshop and um, a lady on the workshop, we were working on her self-esteem. Mm. Yeah, that was what she came to change. Okay. okay. And there was a point where we were working together and she suddenly sort of sat bolt upright and she said, I know what I've got to do. I said, what's that? She said, I've got to leave my husband. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that's quite a, a hefty burden of responsibility you've placed on the shoulders of, of this particular session. Right Did you now. immediately get ideas that, like, there's going to be some bloke knocking on your door saying, uh, yeah. excuse uh, me? What, you've been saying to my wife? Uh, I don't know why I'm imagining that. Oh, that's like, a very good, like, you know, gruff straight man impression. Well done. An impression of a gruff straight man. Wow. I mean, I know I'm I'm sitting here with my legs crossed. Like this is um, like, it's also how you speak to tradesmen. And um, it is. Yeah. Like, oh, something wrong with the car? Oh, yeah. mate. Yeah. Go yeah. If you go down there and speak yeah. like you normally do, there. Well, I'll get that from my dad. My dad, if he's talking to trades, yeah. I don't know who he is. I'm like, who's this man? <laughs> this this tradesman. This workman. Where are you, father? <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Return I have lost to me. You. Return to me. Um, Anyway, what's on that? Yeah, so um, she said, I've got to leave my husband. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and I sort of wanted to explore that. Mm. And she said, well, I'm, what she was saying was to, if she was going to have the level of self-esteem she felt she, she wanted. Yes. She couldn't do that whilst getting constant abuse in her relationship. Oh, so he was a dick. Yeah, basically. I right. mean, again, I don't, I don't. No, I don't. You even, weren't there. <laughs> a, I don't remember who the person was, and B, I, I've never met the husband. But from mm. her report, he was quite verbally abusive to her on a regular right. basis. So she was like, "Well, all this stuff that I'm starting to feel about myself, starting to discover, you know, uh, that maybe my quality is of a greater level than I've given myself credit for, all that yeah, sort of yeah. thing." The person I'm with, the person I listen to most in my day, mm. seems to have a different opinion. Yeah, and that's the opinion that I'm going to get given on a regular basis. Yeah, chuck him in the sea. With it. <laughs> I think that's a great solution. I think it's a great solution. But the point was that she was saying, well, that's what's got to happen. And this is what I refer to as the most painful barrier. Mm. Yeah, The barrier that we have to break through, that we know, if I change this thing about me, yeah. it's not congruent with the life I'm living. Yes. You know, we, we have better self-esteem. So, no, I'm not going to put up with that abusive relationship. No, I'm not going to put up with that dead-end job. I'm not going to put up with my friends treating me the way they do. Yeah. And suddenly we realise, well, if I change this thing about me, I've actually got to change so many aspects of my life. Yeah. Maybe it's just easier to stay where I am in the little box I've put myself in, mm. in the sort of confined boundaries of my existing map of reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as a result, you don't grow, you don't change. Exactly. And and what I came up with on the spot that day, I still use with clients when I when I, mm. I feel like they're, they're experiencing resistance to change simply because, well, life would be a little bit worse, wouldn't it? Mm. I'll, I'll leave my husband. I'll be, I'll be in a smaller house. I'll have a smaller income. I'll be raising the kids on my own. All those sorts of things, yeah? Mm. We know that life is going to get harder as a result of this change. So why would we do it? And here's the thing. The most painful barrier is like the glass wall. Yeah, we can see through it. We can see that where we are is nowhere near as good as through the other side of this barrier. Mm. But we also know that to get there, we're going to have to take damage. We've got to smash through this glass barrier and Mm. it's going to hurt. So why would we do it? The reason why we would do it is because we can see that's where we should be. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that when we get there, we will be able to heal. Yeah. We will heal stronger and we will live a happier life. 
Yeah, it's like we've already seen what's the other side of the barrier is where we want to be. Mm. Yeah, and and I think as well, you know, we um, we often restrict ourselves from the new. Mm. Yeah, because unknown. there's there, yeah, there's an element of unknown about it. But I think as well, we just got to recognise that sometimes there's also an element of known. As in, I know there's going to be certain things that are going to be loads better about my existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I won't be doing that. I'm going through that experience of just gradually being worn down. Mm. You know? um, but, but yeah, I think I think a lot of the time we've, we've got to we've got to challenge. Um, what? Uh, why were those barriers put there? I mean, yours is a much more articulate way of me just saying, just do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> This but, is why I'm not a therapist. But I was, but I was thinking about. Um, There's a number of reasons why you're not a therapist. <laughs> I could be. I'd be a very niche therapist. You would be. It would be like the brutal truth <laughs> with Brit Box. <laughs> Can you handle the brutal truth? No, I'm nice. I just, I just don't have time for bullshit. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, who does? I mean, who actively encourages bullshit into their life? I think it just arrives there without us realising it. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, what was so? Um, I, I was I encouraged myself hmm. to think of what what when have I become aware of boundaries that I've suddenly discovered? Yes. Okay. Um, and I'll say now they and I remember yesterday. I remember all those all those time those years ago yesterday <laughs> when I said. I want you to come up with a boundary that you realise you've you've gone through. And you were like, well, I haven't really grown up with boundaries, Tim, because, you know, <laughs> I've just got on with it. But I feel, I feel you have, but boundaries you are know things... I completely forgot you asked me to do that. Yeah, thanks, appreciate that. Sorry. Um, like I said, preparation, probably none. Um, I've had a big day. Leave me alone. Brilliant. Boundaries tend to... You had all that yoga to do, didn't you? Yeah. And um... I've been doing stuff. Anyway. Stuff. Yeah, I'm busy. You finished your, your Lego Death Star. Do you know what? I'm going to punch you in the face. No, I'm actually, I actually thought, no. oh, I'll, I'll congratulate you on finishing your Lego desktop. <laughs> Look, if you don't hurry up talking, I will just end this podcast right now. <laughs> There'll be a... <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Tim will never be heard from again. Anyway, um, so, but I thought... Oh my God, but, what if our podcast get used in court one day? Could you imagine? How I can imagine, but I, I think that <laughs> the jury would very quickly... The judge would throw out the evidence. This mm. is clearly bullshit. <laughs> this, is, this is just... Two people chatting shit. <laughs> anyway, um, do you remember when we started this podcast and we said, well, let's not swear? Yes. Well, there are there are swear words that I don't say, just that I would normally say in my everyday life that I don't tend to say. Yes. Um, we haven't we haven't F-bombed yet, I don't think. <laughs> I was thinking of other ones. Carry on. Was it? <laughs> I can only think of one worse than that. So, yes, don't do that one. Look, will you just look? Anyway. <laughs> Um, the, poor pe- the poor six people listening to this <laughs> want to get to the end of the podcast. Right. So I, I realised as I was thinking, well, what boundaries have I discovered that I've got past? Yeah. Boundaries aren't things we notice no. because that's the point of them. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. We don't we don't notice the edge of the map. Yeah, I was about to say we don't know where the end of the map is uh, exactly. unless you're a flat earther, and then you think you do. Well, ex- and oh, you're wrong. God, <laughs> <laughs> don't even go there. <laughs> Thank God that's vanished from our YouTube history yeah. now after and it's no longer showing us. I became obsessed us. watching those videos. Not that I think it in any way, but the people are insane. Every other video suggested to us a flat <laughs> earth video. Um, thank God we have passed those dark days. <laughs> but no, then I realised there was a boundary oh, that yeah. came from originally a barrier. Hmm. Okay. So when we first met, I think we might have told this story on the podcast before, but I like the story. I think we should stop saying that and just, just repeat the Just content. repeat the story. Just yeah, repeat the content. content. No one's going to know. Um, also, different context thing. <laughs> We were on our first uh, foreign holiday together. Yes. I say our first foreign holiday. We went for those few days in Malaga when you were doing your public speaking stuff. Yes, yes, when conference. I was doing the International Women's Day Conference. Yeah, smashed it. I loved that. It was amazing. Oh, nice, um, and then we went to Zanti. We said we need to do a holiday. We went to Zanti. Yes, we, we did. went on the pirate adventure trip. We did. And the it Couscous was like Beach. The Couscous Beach. Yeah, there's the shipwreck beach, isn't it? It's yes. amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's if, quite famous. if you ever do end up in Zanti, I don't know why you would, but um, well, you might go and see the shipwreck. That's get, yeah, get over to Shipwreck Bay. Um, and and there's so, so you have a boat journey that's a bit of a piratey boat that you're on. The crew are dressed as pirates, and at some point they climb up the rigging and down again to music. 
uh, for some to reason. To the Pirates music. Yeah, to the Pirates music. Played over some yeah. crappy ass speakers that you yeah. can barely hear over the sound of the sea. But it was it was just a lovely day. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and there was a bit where at the end, oh, we, we're going to get to sail into this cove, which is beautiful. The water's crystal clear. Yeah. It's it's lovely swimming. So if you want to, we're going to be parked there. Mm. I don't think they said the word parked. Um, but we moored. can't we can't we can't pull up anywhere basically. No, so, so. It's basically you can get off the boat for a swim, uh, but we're going to be there for thirty minutes. And you were like, right, I'm getting in for a swim. Let's do it. Yeah, coming. I, I, I took my stuff off, put, put my swimsuit. I was about to put pajamas on. No, I put my swimsuit yeah. on. And, and I, I encountered a boundary because I just said, no, I won't go in. Because whenever anyone in the past had mm. said, should we do this, this activity, that mm. I'm like, no, I don't. I, I sit and watch other people do it. Mm. That's what. And it, you went off and you were like, oh, okay then. And you took your towel and you went off. And then I was sitting there and I thought, and for the first time I'd pondered like, I think I might actually enjoy a swim, you know, because <laughs> I think it was all based around, I don't want to look silly. I want to do anything wrong. Yeah. I'm not a strong swimmer, although I'm a much stronger swimmer now. I'm just going to add, mm. since all the time we've gone on holidays, I feel like I'm quite a good swimmer now. I'm saying that because you told you said to me I wasn't a strong swimmer the other day. And so I'm just reiterating that. You're not a strong swimmer as, as, as I am, but you are You are definitely better than you were. I, when I don't float there. as well as you, no. I'm buoyant. You are, you are so <laughs> buoyant. If, if you're ever shipwrecked on a boat with Brit, just grab hold of her she, <laughs> she's like the most effective flotation device you'll ever encounter i really am i really am so it's not it the, defies physics i think just because you can tread i say tread water sit there yeah, floating just, for longer yeah. than me and i'm I like i do swim good i can swim good too though as well i can swim good i can swim good yeah, yeah. You, you can actually yeah but anyway point being that, and i was like i want to get in the water yeah. and i realized there was i, I just encountered a a boundary something I'd, I'd not entertained mm. and I was like what if what if I got off the boat what would be the worst thing you know I re-examined yeah, yeah, yeah. my reason for not getting off the boat and there was no reason except yeah. I don't do those things yeah and that was the moment when I decided from now on I'll get off the boat and I'm I was so proud of you because as well the thing is is that I didn't I didn't press it because yeah every relationship I've ever been in, mm. I've been with someone who doesn't get off the boat. Mm. And I've always been the one who does. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, you don't want to go, cool. Not like, I don't, I, not like, oh, I don't care, but like, I don't care. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got my stuff and I went and I got off the boat and I'm just floating around in the lovely crystal, crystal blue. It was beautiful. Oh, it's lovely, it? yeah. And the sun was shining and I just want to be on holiday. And <laughs> um, and it was lovely and I was just having a really nice time by myself, which is fine. And I remember looking up at the boat to try and see you because you said, oh, I'm going to come watch you. So yeah. I looked around and then all of a sudden I saw you by the little ladder, by the little walk the plank mm, thing, mm. like getting in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's come to join me. And mm. never in my mind did I think, oh, he's just encountered a big thing and got over it. No. Because I was just, as I say, I've always been with people. Like, I've always just, like you say, I just get involved. Yeah. I just do the thing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was never it was never anything. But I was, I remember when you got in the water and you swam over to me and just how happy you looked. I was so proud of you. My little face, mate. Your little face. <laughs> you splashing away, trying to, trying to stay afloat desperately. Um, like, I was, and you know, you came over and you put your arm on me and I'm like, it's okay, I've got you. And, uh... <laughs> I feel like you're remembering this vast. I felt like I got in the water and I swam like Michael Phelps. I was like, yes, freedom. Like that sort of thing. It was absolutely. Not. With a doggy paddling. Like... <laughs> um, but yeah, but I was I remember feeling very proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's just like one of those things where you realise, oh hang on, I've just been saying I won't I don't do that stuff. Yeah. 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 And it was based on old stuff. Yeah. But you know, so now it is uh, yeah, I'll I'll dance at the wedding, I'll yeah. do the karaoke with you. You know, I feel like life opens up, doesn't it? Yeah. You realise there's more territory on this map than you thought there was. Yeah, you know? Just do the thing. Yeah. And I guess that's that's kind of the, the that's I think that's the best place to leave. Yeah. what we're talking about here yeah. you know um barriers often they're there to protect us from the world yes. from from its dangers but oftentimes as we grow as we you know get older and wiser and more experienced they just end up protecting the world from us yeah, yeah and they stop us engaging they stop us getting involved and i guess if i was going to encourage people to do one thing it would be look at what you're doing and what you're not doing and look at what is based on old stuff mm. What are the boundaries you hadn't realised were there? Mm. And maybe just <clears throat> open our eyes a little bit more and see what's available to us that we just assumed wasn't there, you know? Yeah, and if you if there's something that you want to do but you you think, oh, it's not it's not for me, I can't do that, it's not that. Mm. Just, you know, and I think you'd agree with this, 
just ask yourself why yeah. and really, really listen to that answer. Now, I'm not yeah. saying just because I can't, because that's bullshit. I'm not having Yeah, that. or it's just the way I am. Yeah, no. That's we're not, not that. a real barrier. No. Listen to the reason. And yeah. if it is something like people might laugh at me mm. or people might... It doesn't... Yeah. You know, I was about to really swear then, but yeah. just... Other people's perceived opinions mm. on your life should not stop you living it. No. Because, you know, the thing that I found, honestly, that because I know we joke and we say, like, I because I, I didn't grow up with boundaries. I didn't grow up with reasons to not do things. Doesn't mean I haven't had them. Doesn't mean I don't have insecurities because I absolutely do. But the one thing that has got me by when it comes to these sorts of boundaries and barriers is that I'm not going to be around forever. Mm. Neither are you. Make the most out of what we've got and dance while you still can. Beautiful. And that's what I have. So that's what, what more can we say? Um, except if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, <laughs> now's a great time to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Do all the good stuff. Share it with someone you think may benefit from our wisdom and random nonsense. Wisdom's an interesting word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, guys. As always, we really, really appreciate you listening to the podcast. We really enjoy doing them and it's lovely to know when you're listening and what you're doing when you're listening to it. Uh, I know some people listen when they're out on a run. I mean, good on you. Not not for me, but good on you. Um, some people listen to when they're cleaning. Again, not, not mine. But um, whatever you're doing when you're listening to this podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So you can come find us on Instagram. I am at Brit Marie Box. You can find Tim at Tim Box Mind Coach. You can also find Tim on YouTube uh, of the same name, I believe, Tim Box Mind Coach. Yes. Um, where he has lots of videos that are really great and they don't have me in them. So there's a lot less tangents <laughs> gone on. They're much, they're, you know, they're very informative. They're amazing. You should go check them out. Uh, <laughs> and again, tag us, you know, if you're listening, tag us on your stories. Um, and thank you. And of course, as always, as we always say, <laughs> keep thinking outside the box. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye.